Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everybody. Brandon Clark here along with <laughs> Steve Splonskowski. All right. I was just going to see if you could do it. Strike that reverse. This is Steve Splonskowski along with Brandon Clark. We're coming to you live from University of Mary in Bismarck, Lumen Vita University Center. Thanks for joining us this morning for Real Presence Live. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us. We're excited to be with you. We have a, a great show planned with a lot of exciting things. But uh, before we get too far into the show, we need to take a moment to stop and uh, start with a prayer, Steve. All right, let's start in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Dear Lord, we ask you, this morning to help guide us as we enter into these 40 days into the desert, um, following you, journeying with you as the Israelites journeyed out of Egypt. Now, draw us out of ourselves, out of our selfish desires, off of our, our need for other things than you, Lord. Help us to enter into that relationship with you and to journey with you these 40 days. And Mary, our mother, we ask you to be with us on this journey. Guide us, hold our hand, and be with your sons and daughters as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for starting our morning with prayer, Steve, and thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. As I was mentioning, we have a very good show, and Eli, who is running the board, he's our technical director this morning, he's going to give us a little bit of a preview on that. Alrighty, thanks, Brandon. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. What is Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference keeping an eye on and asking you to keep an eye on when it comes to the Minnesota legislature? We'll find out right away this morning. And have your marriage and family life become a little stagnant, especially when it comes to prayer? Jim and Marino Tremba will share how you can hit the reset button in these areas this Lent. And their theme is one close to the hearts of every parent, winning the hearts of our children. How can you as a parent help keep your kids in the faith or bring them home if they've strayed? That's what we'll talk about with Tony Brandt and Chris Stewart of Casting Nets Ministries. All that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. We certainly appreciate it, all the work you do back there running the board. We couldn't do it without you, certainly, especially as we're here at the Lumen Vitae University Center at the University of Mary in Bismarck. Again, I'm Brandon Clark, joined by Steve Splonskowski. And uh, we, we have a lot of great things in store, including talks about staying in the faith and, and children in the faith and family and marriage. But one of the other things that's happening right now are our legislative sessions in South 
South Dakota and uh, Minnesota specifically. And we've been getting our weekly update on those legislative sessions from Chris Motes in, in South Dakota with the South Dakota Catholic Conference. And we've got Jason Atkins on the line this morning to give us an update. Jason is the executive director of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, letting us know what's happening in the Minnesota legislature. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm great. Good morning, gentlemen. Excellent. So uh, maybe just take us through a little bit. We, we have you in each week, and each week things move further along in the legislative session. Uh, what, what's happening recently? Well, it's a really uh, fast-paced time at the Minnesota legislature. We have deadlines uh, for bills coming up at the end of the month, and what that means is that a piece of legislation has to have action taken on it in at least one body. Um, by March 20th, and then March 27th, it has to have action take on another body. And so that means that uh, to meet those deadlines, a lot of bills have to be introduced and heard. A couple, uh, one, uh, couple pieces of legislation that were heard this week in Senate Education, Pol- Finance, and Policy Committee were ones that we're very actively supporting. Um, the state of Minnesota makes a policy choice that regardless of what type of school you attend, homeschool, private school, public school, that the state is going to fund students and student needs across a whole variety of issues, transportation, textbook funding, counseling services, um, health care. And so what we wanted to do is take uh, the counseling money that's already appropriated per student at the high school level. So the state provides money for school counselors for high school students, and oftentimes that means uh, a school district provides a counselor to a private school for counts to provide counseling services. We want those services to go down into the primary school level. More and more we're seeing that uh, children are having issues and have mental health needs and services that need to be met earlier than high school. And we need more early intervention. So we're asking the legislature uh, to have uh, those dollars extended down into the primary school level. We think that's really, really important. So a school counselor who works at Rochester Public or Rochester uh, Catholic schools came in and testified on behalf of uh, more counseling money. And then a related bill deals with school safety. So how do we include, uh, as school safety becomes a bigger issue, um, how do we make sure that our schools are safe? And that means security services, uh, early interventions, uh, more uh, mental health counseling and counseling services, conflict resolution. So we're asking that as the state considers money and funding for school security, that that includes uh, non-public schools on a per-pupil basis as well. So we are grateful to have Mike Hogan from uh, St. Mary's Mission in Red Lake uh, from the reservation come down and talk about the importance of that school safety money and what St. Mary's Mission School could do with that uh, school safety school safety money. So some really big issues on the education front. That'd be a, that's the first thing that we've been monitoring this week. And so, uh, obviously, uh, the safety of our children and the education of our children, the mental health of our children is very important. Are these, uh, Jason, these topics that, that come up, do these uh, come to the fore through conversations uh, with uh, people across the uh, state of Minnesota? Or how do, how do these, uh, these conversations start and these, these topics, uh, um, how, how do you know what needs to be done? Sure, that's a, a really big consultation process with a lot of people. And, and uh, for example, our school superintendents in our dioceses tell us that um, our children are having uh, challenges and with mental health and, and needing counseling at earlier stages. So we start having conversations with other stakeholders, interested groups, and legislators, and then we work to get legislation introduced on that front. 
and uh, we partner with organizations like Minnesota Independent School Forum um, on the school safety bill. Our school, our school choice coalition opportunity for all kids is working to have that school safety legislation passed. So it's a lot of conversations and the policy development process. And legislative work involves the three P's, people, policy, process. You've got to have all those, uh, know all those things and be on top of each of those dimensions to get something passed. Jason, uh, we've got some other things that you've been keeping an eye on as well. One of those is homelessness and the legislative agenda of the Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless. They had a day on the Hill recently. Can you tell us about that? Well, their day on the Hill is actually March 11th. So it's oh, okay, up. it's coming so up. If listeners, in, if, if listeners in Minnesota want to get involved in that, today is actually the – you can still register and show up, but they'd like to get people registered by today. Just go to Minnesota – just Google Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless. And you can learn more about uh, advocating for the homeless uh, next Wednesday and joining with lots of other people in Minnesota to do that. Uh, we're supporting the Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless legislative asks, which includes kind of a combination of more bonding money for affordable housing, but at the same time, more bonding money, too, for homeless beds and homeless shelters, and then housing supports and aiding agencies that deal with the homeless. They have more flexibility in dealing with concrete problems that come with addressing uh, the homeless population and serving their needs as well. Groups like Catholic Charities, for example, that deal with the homeless um, on a day-to-day -day basis and, and run and operate shelters. So those are the types of the issues that Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless is working on. It's an ever-present uh, need as housing prices, at least still in Minnesota. The lack of affordable housing across communities, across the state is great, but we also want to focus on those who are the most destitute, um, the homeless, and make sure that we're expanding our capacity serve them and their needs as well. So March 11th, again, Google Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless to sign up and join with us at that great day on the Hill next week. What is the state of homelessness in, in Minnesota? Is this something that uh, is continuing to improve as, as affordable housing, as other options become available, or is it something that uh, really needs a lot more work, Jason? It needs a lot more work. Um, Challenging, uh, you know, the, the well, the, cha the good economy doesn't necessarily serve everyone, and, and I think especially when you find um, when you find people are homeless, there's often uh, substance abuse, mental illness, a whole sort of matrix of challenges, and that need to be addressed. But once we find that people have stable housing, they can get into transitional housing, they can have some of those needs met, um, then they can get that start climbing that ladder out of poverty. And so there's a really a matrix of issues that um, uh, homelessness entails, and we've got to deal with all of those, then sort of move people effectively into transitional housing and making sure their other needs are met. But really that we're finding over the past years, and the policy research shows that stable housing can, is that really cornerstone issue that can really help a lot of people uh, find their way out of destitution and, and find some peace and stability in their lives. So it's kind of that, that first step towards uh, the stability. That, that, that makes some good sense. Um, okay, you also and, have... And it makes, it yeah. makes sense. I'm sorry, I just want to make one more point, is that if we don't have a stable place to lay our head, whether you're a small child or an adult, you know, how can you expect that everything else in your life is going to be going okay? I mean, we can't take for granted the importance of a stable place to lay your head in the evening. Yeah, I think it's a... Imagine the day... Uh, of a in a life of a homeless person and what that looks like comparison to what your and my day looks like um, I think it's gonna look a lot different and so yeah that stability makes a lot of sense um, yeah, another topic uh, gambling 
a gambling bill that's gonna we're gonna have uh, hearings on this week in the House. Talk to us a little bit about that, Jason. Well, we're we're seeing more uh, as a as society secularizes and it's consumer driven. We're seeing a dynamic in politics where legislators are seen as people who are there to satisfy consumer wants and desires as opposed to working for what's good and true and serves the common good and human dignity. And things like gambling expansion, uh, I think it's one of those issues where we might, might say we're legalizing or expanding the opportunities to engage in uh, vice or non less than virtuous activity. And certainly there's nothing wrong once in a while with a game of chance, like we're the bingo church for after, after all, right? But what we're talking about here is expansion of sports gambling um, and betting. And the question is, is, you know, there might be people who find that fun and enjoyable and a way to spend their leisure time and their least resources, and often they're the same people who can buy their way out of the consequences of losing big. But that's a very, very select few people. And so what is the cost to the rest of society by greatly expanding gambling, especially with young people, people with a passion for sports, et cetera, et cetera? We're going to see increased bankruptcies, increased family fragmentation. It's an addictive uh, dynamic, and we already have problems with gambling addiction, people stealing uh, from their employers to cover their gambling costs. We've even seen that parishes or parish employees are stealing from churches to cover the cost of their gambling addictions. It's a very, very serious issue, and, and the, the desire to expand gambling shows a lack of solidarity, a lack of solidarity with the poor, with the vulnerable, with young people, who people suffer from addiction, simply because I want to experience this leisure activity. So, are, we partner with our coalition, the Joint Religious Legislative Coalition, to advocate in an interfaith way against the gambling expansion precisely because it'll hurt our young and the poor and the vulnerable um, in a serious and profound way. You know, it's so that bill was heard. Um, that, there was a bill hearing on that this week, and um, our coalition, Joint Religious Legislative Coalition, testified against that as well. I think there's an interesting tie to what we're talking about here. We first talked about our children and their safety um, and their mental health, and then we're talking about the homeless, and then we're talking about gambling, which in some ways can be the cause of uh, really the... uh, We're compromising the safety of our children, and many of those people who are homeless probably have had experiences with uh, gambling losses. It may be the case. We know it's certainly a cause of family fragmentation, um, divorce, uh, bank family bankruptcies. It's a, it's a very, very serious issue. Jason, we, we've been talking about, you know, the school safety, the homelessness, the gambling, and yes, last week we talked with you a little bit about the budget forecast, which shows almost a projected $2 billion surplus in, in the state of Minnesota. You know, what should we as uh, as Catholics, as as responsible citizens, be focusing on when it comes to having that extra money and and investing in the future of the state, but then in the citizens of Minnesota? That's an excellent question. How do you deal with scarce resources? And oftentimes, people forget that <clears throat> budgeting should be treated like a household budget. Um, you invest. The state budget should be treated like a household budget, and our budget reflects our priorities. A budget is a moral document, so is our household budget. And in any household budget, you address the most pressing needs first, at least theoretically, right? Um, housing, food, um, clothing, um, the needs of the sick, uh, our children, our elderly, and then you focus on the amenities, right? The things that you'd like to have. Um, we'd all like tax cuts. We'd all like money in our pocket. 
Um, but how are we addressing, again, questions of homelessness? Are we doing what we need to do to protect our water resources and our water supply, making sure everyone has clean drinking water? So it's, it's a lot of different questions like that as we examine how to distribute those scarce resources. Are we meeting those basic needs? Um, and then we can have the amenities and more money back in our pocket. And putting money back in the people's pocket is not an insignificant thing because, yeah, the state wants to make investments, but at the end of the day, helping people um, means putting more money in their pocket. But we got to make sure we're needing, uh, meeting the needs of the poor and the vulnerable, uh, protecting our natural resources, making sure there's affordable housing, um, and, and we have good schools. Uh, those are the sort of vital things that the state needs to be focused on. If you're just joining us, we're coming to you live from the University of Mary. This is Real Presence Live. We're visiting with Jason Adkins, Steve Sponskowski here, along with Brandon Clark. And we're talking about the Minnesota Catholic Conference and what's going on in Minnesota right now um, in the legislature. Uh, talk to us a little bit, uh, Jason, about some of the events that are coming up at the Capitol this week. Well, we mentioned the Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless Day on the Hill. Um, the best way to, that's going to be March 11th. And again, just Google Minnesota Coalition for the Homeless, and you can find out where to register for that. Uh, we'll have uh, Minnesota Catholic Conference. We're sponsoring a number of legislative training and advocacy days coming up in April and May. You can find out more about those on our website, mncatholic.org, mncatholic.org. So a great mixture of prayer and advocacy, and we know that prayer and the life and the spirit has to be the font from which our discipleship grows and our discipleship in the public arena as well. So we're going to have an advocacy and adoration day. We're bringing our Lord to the Capitol on May 6th, and the next day is National Day of Prayer. Uh, we'll be doing a scriptural rosary for National Day of Prayer at 4.30 on May 7th. So those are just two of the events that we're doing. Um, and you can, again, find out more about those at mncatholic.org, and you'll see it right on the window panes that, that pop up on the webpage as well. People who want to keep up with what's going on, they can join the Catholic Advocacy Network. That's the email system that we send out bills, legislation, events, and they can take action on important bills at the right time by just sending, with a, with a click of the mouse, a message to their legislator. Again, that's called the Catholic Advocacy Network, and you can find that at our webpage, mncatholic.org. Jason, we have just about a minute left here. What uh, final thoughts do you want to leave with listeners, especially those uh, who live in Minnesota and are listening this morning? Well, we covered a lot of ground today on some key issues that were going on at the Capitol this week. If you go to our website, mncatholic.org, you can click on our bill tracker, and it shows what issues on which the Catholic Conference has taken a position. Under the Life and Bioethics section, you'll see a bill uh, called Choose Life License Plate. And that would be a neat uh, bill that, to get enacted because by purchasing Choose Life license plates in Minnesota, um, those month resource, a portion of those funds will go toward pregnancy resource centers. So uh, really, I don't remember the bill number right off the top of my head, but our bill tracker at mncatholic.org, you can find that bill. And then call your legislator if you're in Minnesota. Tell them you support Choose Life. I just want to make a little plug for that uh, bill and the good people who are advocating for it. Um, I don't think it's going to pass this session, but what we can do is start building some momentum around that uh, neat build to support our pregnancy resource centers and the important work they're doing. Jason, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. What a blessing to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll talk to you again next Friday. Yeah, keep, keep all of our Catholic conferences in prayer and the work that they do at the Capitol.
Sounds great. Again, you can find more information at mncatholic.org, mncatholic.org. Up next, we'll be taking a few minutes to pray for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. And later, have your marriage and family life become a little stagnant, especially when it comes to prayer? We'll share how you can hit the reset button this Lent. All this and much more as Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 